0: Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. I am Ed, I am your host, as always, on this podcast. This is going to be a book review, kind of, and just an introduction to a concept that's kind of philosophical and it's kind of cultural, but I learned it in Denmark. I went to Copenhagen this weekend for a friend's stag do, and beyond the stag do, which I managed to do sober, pretty well done to me, um, I learned the word hygge, hygge, is a Danish philosophy on happiness and coziness. So I'm going to introduce you to that concept on what I found from asking my friend and reading quite a short book on it. Before I tell you all about Hooger, I just want to tell you about BetterHelp, who sponsor this podcast. Now, BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people all over the world, and they make it quick, simple, and affordable. All it takes is a 10-minute questionnaire to run through to get yourself matched with a therapist who you'll be put in touch with within 48 hours. Now, I'm all for self-exploration and getting into the nitty-gritty of our lives and things that might just be holding us back. That could be our response to emotions, how we deal with our emotions when they come up, how we're communicating with the people around us. There are so many ingredients in the recipe to good mental health. And when it comes to therapy, you can just take care of a lot of those ingredients. Chatting to a professional is a wholly good idea. I've had so many benefits from therapy. That I'm super grateful for. And I just think people who are thinking about it should go. So if you are thinking about it, Head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and you can get 10% off your first month. So I have to start with a little bit of a story. At the weekend, I went to Copenhagen, like I said at the start of the podcast, and as I got off the plane... I fell in love it about seven minutes. And I do this quite often when I go abroad. I can't really help myself when I'm in airports, when I'm on the train. I catch eye contact with someone and then all of a sudden I'm in love and I can't help it. And I'll never speak to that person, of course. God, I don't know, why would you ever do that? But I just fall in love and I'm infatuated by this thing or person all because I'm out of the ordinary, right? I'm away from my normal life. And the second time... I fell in love with Copenhagen was when I heard about the word hygge. There are a few things about Denmark that strike you as not necessarily odd, but definitely different to normal Western culture. Now, going through Copenhagen, everyone seems to be on bikes. Everyone seems to be pretty fit and healthy. There doesn't seem to be the laws of the extremes of capitalism and individualism and the bombardment of advertisement and new, fresh things that you need. It just doesn't seem to be that. It seems to be a bit more of a simple city than London. Now, those of you who have lived in for a while know that I don't really like London anyway, so it's not too hard for something to top London for me. But there are so many things about Copenhagen that are awesome. And I just before I talk about Hugo completely, I just want to say, if you get the opportunity to go, it's a relatively expensive place. Uh, Most Scandinavian countries are, but it is stunning. And for a city... Copenhagen is amazing. Like, you can cycle around on your bikes. There's a place called Freetown in Christiana, which is full of hippies, and you can go and buy joints there, or you can just sit by the pond, or you can go and buy little, uh, I don't know, if you want, you can buy crystals because uh, they're very liberal, the hippies, aren't they? They they mined a couple of crystals. All of that kind of stuff is in Freetown and Christiana. It's very weird. It's like a lawless little place. Um, that the hippies have kind of carved out and the government have kind of just left them to it. So if you do go, make sure you visit there. There's lots of amazing parks that are absolutely top Clapham Common and the water from the sea, whatever you want to call it, canal, river, runs through the cities and they're all on like little islands. It's really nice and you can jump in the water and it's absolutely freezing, but freezing cold water seems to be quite good for your well being. On the subject of well being, hugger seems to be very good for people's well-being. So does Denmark in general, because Denmark is in one of the top two happiest countries in the world. It's not first, I think that's Finland at the moment, but it had been first for quite a while. So, obviously, when one country is just miles beyond the happiness of others, people start asking questions, and what is it about? There are a few things that are strong indicators of positive well-being, and I think... Denmark's government has a lot to answer for there, they're quite socialist, they look after the homeless, they look after um, the unemployed, they look after the disabled and the old and the young and they pay people to go to university, they encourage people to ride bikes, they encourage good like healthy habits and they encourage And hugger comes from an old Norse word for well-being. Or, well, that's what it means in Norway. And if it's translated from Danish, it means to give courage, comfort, or joy. And it is a defining characteristic in Danish culture. And you could kind of see it everywhere you go any cafe I went into. Imagine, like, a white woman's Instagram's heaven, where you can see all these, like, beiges. These soft woody colours, the earthy colours with a few candles and fluffy socks and fluffy blankets and a coffee and a few candles. Cause candles are the Danish like defining characteristic of hygge apparently. And that is hygge. So next time you see someone with a perfectly filtered coffee on a sandy wood table, you're looking at hygge right there. And there's a reason that this is starting to get adopted around the world and by white women of Instagram, and probably lots of other people of Instagram as well, Um, but I just focus on that joke because of a Bo Burnham song, so if you haven't heard it, it's called White Women's Instagram by Bo Burnham, and it's a brilliant bit of a funny song. But much like those posts that you see on Instagram of the lovely tables and the candles and the coffees that I've mentioned a million times, it kind of gives you a sense of like mindfulness, Right? A sense of space and a sense of simplicity. And that is central to the theme of hygge. Hygge essentially embraces like a simple moderation. And induces senses of calm and comfort. God, I feel like I'm an M&S advert saying that. But hygge as a concept goes far beyond just what your tables look like. And what the interiors of your house looks like. But if you are... Curious of what like a hugger home looks like? You've got Google right. Just type it in, and you'll see the interior design of the homes are set up quite in a spacious and simple way. I've actually changed my room since I've come back from Copenhagen. One thing you may have realised about me on this podcast is I get into phases, and I'm very passionate about those phases for a very short amount of time. Hugger seems to be one of them for now, uh, and my room does seem a little bit more spacious and and kind of like calm. If I'm being completely honest. Even though I hate to personify things and say that, like, something is calm. Because it can't be canny, really. It's just spacious. But it does induce kind of feelings of calm. But it does go beyond that. And one thing I found quite interesting about Denmark was the sense of community. I think because the government look after the people so much. The people kind of like to look after the people so much. So my friend who's lived in Denmark, I want to say for four or five years but that could be over or under on the estimate. But he's marrying a Danish um, woman soon, and she is pregnant. I think he's going to live in Copenhagen slash Denmark, maybe forever, unless he decides to do otherwise, but he seems quite happy there. And obviously, you want to see your friends happy, so that's a positive thing. So he has recently bought a flat in Copenhagen, and at the beginning of summer and at the end of summer, his whole block of flats, their community meet up, and they clear out the garden, they do all bits of the communal spaces, basically to hugify the shit out of it, and they all meet up and do it together. I don't know about other people, and I don't know if my circumstance, living in the UK slash London, is particularly unique, but I can't imagine meeting up with the people in my flat and sorting out the garden. I'm pretty sure that someone comes and does the garden, and I've never been in it, just because... I mean, I fear seeing my neighbours and having to talk to them because I feel like that's the kind of person I am. I'm looking out in the garden now and it definitely looks like someone, someone's paid to do it by the building company. But they don't do that in Denmark because they value community and a sense of community is very good for people's well-being. That was one thing that I found quite amazing about it is that they do have this focus on fellowship and community. That is a hugger thing to do and it's one of the ways... That Hugger legitimately will increase your well being is by having an increased focus on well being. If you were to look at, say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, those who aren't familiar with it, Abraham Maslow was a psychologist. His hierarchy of needs is essentially a pyramid that goes from the bottom to the top. Physiological needs are the most important thing you need to have met. You can then worry about your safety needs, so personal security, employment sources you then worry about your love and belonging needs because you feel safe to do so so that's your friendship intimacy sense of connection family and once all that's ticked off you can go to a C esteem so respect self-esteem status uh, strength freedom and then at the top of the pyramid the uh, Aristotelian point to aim at essentially is self-actualization the desire to become the most one can be I don't know if in the UK we're having our love and belonging needs met en masse in the way that they are in Denmark. I think a lot of people are aiming to sort out their self-actualisation before they have put the building blocks in place of the safety needs and the love and belonging needs and the esteem needs. People are reaching straight for that self-actualisation. Now I'm sure there are people who have criticised Maslow's hierarchy of needs... But to me, that seems like that would be a bit of a problem, is that we're skipping having a sense of community. Now, I'm an introvert. Like I said, I couldn't think of anything worse than doing the garden with my neighbours. But I can see that that seems like quite a nice thing to do. And if I was to live in Denmark and that's what they did, maybe I'd give it a go. My openness to experience is quite low, but knowing the benefits of it, I feel like it would be worth it. Now... If you want to get a bit of hugger in your life, of course you don't have to go and start sorting out the garden with your neighbours. It can just be about nurturing your current relationships. That will be with friends, families, colleagues. An interesting thing my friend said about Denmark is that you're actually friends with your colleagues. And when you stop working, you actually stop working and you then become friends. You don't necessarily talk about work. You talk about other things because they realise and essentially they've decoupled your worth based on your job title, which I think is a grave mistake that we make in Western culture, or some people make in Western culture where they think that people's job title or social status is the most important thing about them, when really it isn't at all. I know people think it is, but there is far more interesting things about you as a person probably than your status, and if there isn't, then I mean work on that, get a hobby, Do something interesting. Find out about some stuff so that you have more to talk about than just your status. Because I've been trapped in conversations with people before who have been telling me just how much they deserve everything they've got and how much work they put in. And oh my, I can't tell you how fucking boring it is. It's one of my big problems with social media. It's when everyone's like, guys, I work so hard. Guys, I just deserve all of this attention I'm getting. It's so, no, probably most of it's down to chance because um, there'll be a lot of people who are working just as hard as you who haven't had a sniff of the amount of engagement or viewership that that person has. But this isn't about social media. Even though social media probably has a lot to do with people's lack of connection in real life nowadays, I think we should all know that by now and read Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Um, if you haven't read it because the connection is really, really important. That's the, that's the point I was making there. That's a five-minute tangent, essentially, on connection. Human connection is really important. If you're an introvert like me, you've probably got some people that you've got a connection with. Nurture that, and then you don't have to put yourself out there, out of your comfort zone, uh, into meeting other people all the time. Because sometimes it's comfort zone, and sometimes it's just because you can't be asked. Because what's the point? That's okay as well, I'm pretty sure. Or it's okay for me. I'm not a professional or anything. Uh, but if you need to some validation that someone else thinks it's okay not to go meet new people, then I'm your guy. So that was an interesting thing about it. So even on the stag do I went to, we sat up in the evening and had cheese and wine. I had neither because I hate cheese and I hate wine, but I did have some bread and hummus. But the most important thing is that all the boys, all the lads who I'd been out with in the day, who were smashing tinnies, uh, drinking tins and playing... I'm um, frankly quite terrible Danish music uh, on a massive speaker cycling through Copenhagen. Come eight o'clock, they were sophisticated and drinking wine, eating cheese with candles, with some like low kind of vibe of music. It was great. So it really is part of their culture. They can just go from one to the other quite quickly. They also have quite a, like a big cafe culture there. And when I went into the cafes in Denmark, there was board games You don't get that in fucking Greggs, do you? Or Pret. Or Starbucks. There's no board games there. But in Denmark, I could play chess, drink a little coffee. Basically, Denmark's awesome, everybody. And hooker's really cool. So those are some things that I noticed and and I spoke to my friend about. And I then went on to read a book by a woman called Barbara Hayden called Hooker. It was free on Kindle Unlimited. Otherwise, if I was being a bit of a keynote on this, I would have read the book, The Little Book of Higger by Meek Viking. His name is spelled M-E-I-K-W-I-K-I-N-G. I don't know how you pronounce that. But he's the CEO of the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen. He's also written a book on Fika. Um, and Fika is like a Swedish coffee break where apparently they just stop their work in the middle of the day and they all go and have coffee and cake together to instill a sense of community, which is probably why their well-being so high I mean I've said that about Sweden I don't think Sweden's well-being is particularly high just considering how dark it is for most of the year so maybe I'm wrong on that one but in Denmark that's the case and the whole Fika coffee break is quite an interesting concept I think Oliver Bertman speaks about it in I want to say the antidote but it could well be 4,000 weeks or help I can't remember specifically. But if I was to choose a book properly and not just go for the first thing I saw on Kindle Unlimited, I'd have gone for The Little but of Book of Higger by Meek Viking. It's like 200 pages. And I think it just goes to show how you can huggerfy your life real easy. But so does Hugger by Barbara Hayden. It's like 70 pages long and it has different chapters on like huggering your house, huggering relationships, huggering parenting uh how to have a Danish Day. How to have a Danish Day, if I'm honest, was a terrible chapter. Um because she just kind of explained your day as if you were living it first person. She was like telling you what you do and I just couldn't imagine myself as a Danish woman walking through the streets with a floaty dress and some beige overcoat on, if I'm completely honest. But for the rest of it, it does what it says in the tin. It tells you about the philosophy. So when it comes to like parenting and relationships, they just talk about the importance of communication. It's such a simple concept, but how often does that go amiss in relationships? People don't tell each other the truth. I know people who absolutely love the shit out of each other, but terrified of telling the truth to the other person. I may not be in a relationship and maybe that's because I like to tell the truth. I wonder if maybe more relationships could be either deepened or potentially ended if uh, someone just told the truth. And maybe that's worth uh, thinking about. The stress on family is quite high as well. Not stress in family, but the stress on family. Like when you're with your family, you're with your family. You don't have your phone out. You focus on connection with the other person. And that is one of my favourite things about it is that it does seem to be a don't go on your phone kind of time. So if you were going to try and hugger your home and focus on having a hugger evening with either your friends or your family, I'd get some board games, get yourself some fluffy socks on if you wanted to be a Norwegian huggerer, some candles for the Danish side of hugger, maybe get some board games, maybe get some hot chocolate out of a nice mug, a simple mug in your home that's not too obnoxiously decorated, And just have a nice wholesome evening. I'd say the closest English word to "hooger" would be wholesome. But I think wholesome has kind of changed its meaning in in recent years and think like since the pandemic. Maybe I'm wrong there, but people seem to be quite focused on wholesome. Um, But really they'll just go down somewhere and smash like 30 pints. Oh my God, it was so wholesome. I had 30 pints outside. Um, I don't really know if that's wholesome. What I mean by wholesome is nice activities with friends. Don't have to get steaming. Don't have to do any drugs. Don't have to distract yourselves with your phones. You can just spend time connecting with your friends or family. And the awesome thing about doing that now is you get to call it hygge, which is a great word to say. And you can pronounce it hygge. Hygge. Now, if anyone from Denmark is listening, please do. I'd love to conquer the Danish market Hi, Let me know if I've got anything wrong here. I don't think I have. I've got this information straight from a book and straight from my friend who has lived there and has seen the cross cultural kind of comparison first hand. But if I'm wrong, please do let me know. I have written an article on this as well, that is on my substack if you want to check that out. I'd recommend signing up to my substack anyway because I'm trying to get better at writing, so I'm working really hard at it and you get to read it and hopefully I'll bring you information that's helpful. But that is the Danish art of cosiness and happiness, and that is hugger, And it's something I suggest you try and get into your life, because wouldn't it all be not, like a bit nicer if we kind of decoupled our sense of worth from our social status and the amount of things that we have and just focused on more connection? I feel like that would be nice. Maybe I'm wrong, though. But that is it from me. you absolute legends. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, sign up to Substack. In the description of this podcast are the sponsors of the show. That is BetterHelp and Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is an all-in-one green shake. I don't need to tell you more about that. Because, really, you'll know if you need to up your vegetables and your vitamins and all of that stuff. You get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D. If you go through the link that's in the description. But that is the app for that ad. I think you're all absolute legends. Please do check it out on Substack subscribe comment on it i do want to start a bit of a community there so if you've got anything to say to me like oi that bit was wrong pop it in the comments let's get a conversation going anyway you're all absolute legends thank you for listening love you bye